It's the Morning News Express on WFMD. I think the uh, the kicks are about ready to blow their fuse. It's uh, coming up. I think the last the last show is not too far from here. All right, it is the uh, Morning News Express. Bob Miller and the mayor of the uh, city of Frederick, Mayor Mike O'Connor, joined us. Good morning, Mayor. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Well, you know what? Every day's holiday, every meal's a banquet. So we we've got a lot to talk about, a Do lot we? to cover. Yeah, well, yeah, we do. We've okay. got a lot. I'll take Let's your word st- for it. Where do you want to start? <laughs> um, how about the rezoning of uh, the shopping center on on West Patrick Street, which is kind of interesting because, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I don't know if you were the mayor then or not, when they were trying to redo down by the Fredericktown Mall. I was were on you the, the mayor? Alderman. No, you- I... I was on the board when when that rezoning when we voted on that rezoning. Okay, so I mean, you know, that kind of changed. And they, they were going to put some houses down there, and now it's kind of moved up the Golden Mile a little bit. Uh, and it, I, am I am I okay in saying that they're going to get rid of part of that shopping center? Does that mean like taking out Burlington Co Factory and stuff, or not? Yeah, the proposal. I'm not exactly sure where the line is on the map, but. But the the east end of that shopping center would be proposed to be demolished under the development plan that the the project has. Um, what what we know about retail is that it has changed. Um, it's certainly changed a lot in the three years, but it's changed a lot in the last twenty years. It's from from the time that the the Fredericktown Mall and a lot of those strip shopping centers along Route Forty were built, um, the way people shop. Uh, how they go about doing their business it's a it's a very different it's a very different model and i think the people who own these parcels uh, recognizing that the the gold mile small area plan that was adopted back in i want to say 2012 2013 in that time frame looks at a at a redevelopment plan where uh we'd see more of a of a mixed use kind of development occurring in that area that we'd try and lose some of the flat top parking that's a a pretty inefficient use of land and figure out ways to redevelop that that's more with the modern aesthetic and the way people are living their lives now. Do we, and, and one of the things that, at least in my opinion, that um, politicians or aldermen, county planners and things of that nature, because I've sat through planning meetings sometimes, um, is that they they don't take into account often enough the impact when it comes to the people and the roads that will service those particular areas. Now, obviously, the Golden Mile is a fairly uh, established road. Uh, I don't know if there's plans on making that wider, bigger, to accommodate more people. I mean, we're looking at another, you know, uh, I forget, 203, I think it was, family units. Um, So that's a lot of people. So every project that comes through the city's planning process is evaluated for uh, those very things that you're talking about. So um, I I think it's important to remember that this comes in response to uh, the uh, desires of a property owner. And so it's not that the city is is saying this is what we want. Um, The city has put together the Golden Mile Small Area Plan. So that's sort of the the, the 10,000-mile picture of what the city envisions the Golden Mile becoming over a long period of time of redevelopment. This is a property owner that's come in that's looked at that plan that's also trying to um, figure out how best to use what they have. So when they bring a development proposal forward that, that changes the use, in this case, it's going to require rezoning, we, we evaluated on, particularly with a residential component coming in, its impact on traffic, its impact on parks, its impact on schools, uh, 
are its impact on what can we provide the water and sewer uh, services that are necessary. So we do look at all of those things. Um, there's numbers. I mean, it's it's it, it either it either meets a, a number that requires them to uh, do other kinds of mitigation or they would be fine with the way it was proposed. So if there's additional traffic enhancements that would have to come as it comes through the uh, assuming there's a rezoning. And assuming that they bring a development plan forward that matches what they've talked about, then it gets evaluated for whether or not it meets these other standards. And if mitigation is required in order for uh, the project to, to fit, then the developer is going to have to require is going to have to provide that as well. Well, we'll talk more development coming up uh, with the mayor of the city of Frederick. If you've got a question for him, you can text it at 301-694-9363, 301-694-WFMD. 628 on the Morning News Express. You're listening to Mid-Maryland Radio's Information Hub, 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Morning News Express. Let's get right back to it. The mayor of the city of Frederick, Mayor Michael O'Connor, is in the uh, studio. We were talking about um, some maybe redevelopment or uh, different type of development on the um, uh, on the Golden Mile. But then let's out go to uh, Carroll Creek, and uh, they are encouraging or they're looking at more um, building or development on Carroll Creek. What's the plan? I haven't seen that for a long time. Obviously, we're, we're always looking for the... Uh, um, the the hotel uh, conference center and you I don't. You and me both, got, brother. You and me both. <laughs> where, where where does that stand, and where are our plans? Because I mean, you you said I mean, other than housing, what can go along Carroll Creek? Well, it could be housing. It could be uh, office buildings. It could be other kinds of uh, amenities that that we're looking at. Um, there's not a lot of publicly owned property along there, so um, anything that does come in is going to be, uh, again, driven by um, a private sector developer who's looking at our plans and seeing what is it that that Frederick needs. What can they? in all honesty, make money um, mm-hmm. building. Um, housing continues to be a, uh, a challenge uh, despite the amount of housing that people are seeing. Um, the demand continues to be really high for housing in, in the city and the county. Uh, that presents challenges. Uh, a downtown urban environment not far from a train station near shopping and, and other kinds of activities uh, meets all of the the criteria of of smart growth when you talk about trying to create communities where the car doesn't become the central component of, of someone's life. Um, density is the piece of that that uh, the developers are trying to are trying to um, take advantage of. Is there a way to uh, get a few more units in there? If they can get more units in there in the same sort of shell or box, so to speak, um, knowing that the height can't go up and the you know, you're you're constrained by the geometry of the the site. Does that mean smaller units, units that are more affordable? Um, there's a lot of of dynamics in there, and I think for the board of aldermen, when these come to uh, the board for a vote, it's those are the bigger policy conversations. It isn't it, it isn't a question of just saying yes or no to do we like it or not as a as an aesthetic choice. You know, is it good or bad? Is where does where does it fit the the broader policy? of what the city's trying to accomplish. Do we think it moves us closer to where we envision the city trying to get to, or does it get it farther away? And and uh, that's where I think the, the, the debate becomes really interesting. 
Well, one of the things I mentioned was uh, infrastructure when it comes to downtown, um, and that's always been a kind of a, a sore spot for me when we talk about the downtown conference center. Um, was the you know the the ability to get to it and not uh, create a quagmire on on the roads? I don't know if we've ever solved that issue, and is that what's really holding up? The uh, well, obviously that and uh, funding for certain things for the downtown conference center is that de- dead in the water or not? No, no, it's not dead in the water. I mean, I think the last three years, pandemic changes in hospitality. Um, we were we were in a really good place in the spring of 2020, and then the pandemic hit, and markets have changed in the last three years. The hospitality market has changed. It's bounced back very nicely. Uh, what's not bounced back nearly as nicely are um, interest rates, the cost of borrowing money, supply lines, uh, supply chains. Um, all of those uh, other factors that can impact uh, the the cost of a project that at the time was, you know, we're talking, you know, 75, 70, uh, 80 million dollars when all is said and done. Um, you know, that's a substantial investment. It's a, that's a, a, a lot of investment from the private sector. And there's just a lot of moving parts to something like that to to make it happen. So. Um, the, the conversations continue. There's still a, a commitment on the part of the the, the, the developers, the Plumont Hospitality Partners. Um, the city's certainly still interested in the project. It's just uh, like a Rubik's cube. It's just you know the, the the solution is in there. We just have to you know keep turning the blocks un- until we get there. Well, you know, the uh, there was a kid who solved it in 2.5 seconds. So let's well, see. that that that. Uh, <laughs> We're not there. <laughs> All right, we've got to take a break. More with the mayor of the city of Frederick, Mayor Michael O'Connor, coming up on WFMD 639. The power of local free talk radio comes alive on 930 WFMD. Mm. Morning News Express rolling along. 301-694-9363, 301-694-WFMD. Mayor Michael O'Connor joins us. The morning mayor and the real mayor. Um, you know what, Mayor? One of the things that you did in your administration was you asked for a charter review, and they are reviewing it. One of the things that they're, they're maybe proposing is term limits for you, the mayor, the current mayor, or well, any mayor going forward. Well, that's what I don't know. So I think that's, uh, I, I think it's worth, it's worth clarifying because, um, there is a proposable term limits that came from one of the subcommittees. When it gets to the full committee and they, and they have that conversation, um, some clarity on that point would be, I think, important. Are they looking to uh, term limit uh, mayors as of a certain election or uh, me? And uh, I, I might have feelings about that. I think you would. Um, I mean, your thoughts on term. I mean, we have it for the county executive. We have it for the president. We have it for the governor. Uh, sh- should we? And I know, obviously, you're, right now your answer would be no. But should there be term limits on, on a position like being the mayor of the city of Frederick? So I've never been a fan of term limits because I think that they already exist. And that requires a vote in the mayor of the city of Frederick. So I've never been a fan of term limits because I think that they already exist and that requires uh, voters to engage in the process, uh, admittedly, in a way that they historically do not. Uh, But I think that voters have those opportunities to come to the polls and if they don't like what's happening, then to to make the change. Acknowledging what does in fact exist at a lot of other levels of government in some areas, I think what I have always been curious about when we've had conversations about term limits is why we limit 
for example, at the federal level, term limits to the president, but not to the legislative branch. Um, why do we limit here, here. term limits in the state of Maryland to the governor, but not to the legislature? Here, here. <laughs> we do do term limits for both the county council and the county executive and county government. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. We don't right. have any at the local level. And I can tell you from talking to mayors and council people from across the state of Maryland, um, in local government, municipal government, term limits might be a killer for them in terms of that. They have a hard time just getting a slate of candidates who want to fill these seats Anyway, they, they don't they don't pay much at the at the really small government level. They don't pay much. There's not a big staff. There's um, there, there's all the same headaches that you get in a in in potentially a, a larger government. All the same joys as well. The opportunity to assist a community and help people to to, to work through problems. Uh, but I, I think in smaller communities they would struggle. So is it the size that makes the difference when it comes to term limits? Is it the office? Is it the responsibility? I think there's a lot to unpack rather than just being reflexively for or against term limits. Yeah. So, but but I've never been a fan because I think the voters have power in this dynamic. They just have to exercise it. We've got one more question for you because we got to go. We're short on time, and I got a whole board next time, next month. I'll just add it to the other list. So the you city, take, I'll tell you, Bob, you got to take some of these other things that you're spending time with in the morning and get rid of them and talk to me. <laughs> well, you know, other than the, I, I, think I know they pay I, the bills. I get it. I understand <laughs> the industry, but what's more important? Come on. Well, I, well, um, you, the city put in some EV uh, charging stations down at uh, Max Keene Park. You're looking at doing more. Uh, my question would be, and it was also a question online, um, says Bob asked the mayor, how were the, how were the charging stations paid for? And when a car is charged, who pays for that? The, the car vehicle owner pays for the vehicle being charged. So just like putting gas in your car, you have to swipe your card and pay the electric bill for whatever it takes to um, charge your card. And the way the arrangements work on these car charges is that often the company, I think was, it's uh, the power company might have put in some of them were working with another company to do it. They they pay um, the 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 company putting in the car charging station pays for the vehicle charging station to be placed. It, and that includes the infrastructure for them to yep. be hooked yep. up. Yep they 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 pick up that cost. Okay, so then uh, then there's no does the does the city set any kind of limit on how much it would uh, how much the uh, company would charge for these? They're, they have to – if the company wants to make money back, they need to charge a market rate for whatever they're going to – nobody's going to pay um – Nobody's going to pay ten dollars a gallon for gasoline when you can buy it down the street for two dollars and or you know three dollars and seventy cents. Um, so they they've got to be competitive in that same marketplace of of selling electricity to people who own electric vehicles. They've got to work in the same market that uh, people who sell gasoline do. All right, Mayor of the City of Frederick, Mayor Michael O'Connor, we thank you for your time. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you next month.